We're joined now by Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune Herald. Bryce, good morning. How are you, my friend? Doing well. How about you guys? Doing terrific. Doing uh, doing doing really well. Hey, let's uh, let's begin with college football, Bryce. And, and I asked the question to the other guys, and I, I want your opinion. Is there a college football game that just kind of jumps off at the page at you this week that you this is must see? Uh, you know, last week I, I, a lot of us were were all jazzed up about Alabama and and Georgia. Is there one this week that you're like, wow, I gotta see this one? Uh, I mean, I guess if we're going to keep it maybe uh, in the Big 12, I would say you do get a top 25 matchup this week with uh, Iowa State traveling to Stillwater to face Oklahoma State. You know, the Big 12's lone unbeaten team. I think, you know, if if you're a fan of the conference, you would, you know, like to see the Cowboys uh, do well because – you know, the flying mullets uh, are the Big 12's best chance uh, of making the, the CFP at this point. I mean, I, I think it's been a down year for the league overall. And, um, you know, so the fact that you do still have an undefeated Oklahoma State team with a pretty stout defense. I mean, that Mike Gundy's uh, team actually has, uh, you know, what it looks like to be a legit defense. And then Matt Campbell's team has really kind of turned it around since uh, since losing that you know, game at the beginning of the year to uh, whatever Sunbelt team they played. And, uh, you know, they've turned it around, played, strung together some pretty good wins since then. And so, I mean, to me, that's, you know, that's an interesting game. Uh, I'd have to scan the schedule to see, you know, what else is out there. And, uh, you know, but uh, but that one certainly – you know, has my attention. We, we were talking about that game, and, and is that game is that game this early in the season? Is that game potentially for the Big Twelve championship? It certainly could be, and it could be, uh, you know, a, a precursor to to the Big Twelve championship game later on. I mean, that may be the first of two between those two teams, and and uh, who would have thunk that? Maybe at the start of the year, I think we all thought everyone was chasing Oklahoma. Um, I mean, it's just kind of the way it's gone in recent years. But, uh, you know, Sooners have two losses. Texas has two losses. Uh, you know, Baylor's record is uh, – I'm stealing a line, line from John Werner here. Baylor's record is uh, two and three. Two games played, three games canceled. So, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, we don't even know much about the Bears at this point. And, uh, you know, and then there's some other teams that, uh, you know, I think uh, there's a lot of – a lot of teams are sort of lurking just around 500 this year. Uh, so, it, it, you know, and it makes for entertaining football in terms of it's competitive. You never really know who's going to win. We, we like that in college basketball, but it seems like it's less desirable in college football just because, uh, you know, you want somebody from your conference to sort of rise up and, and be the, you know, the national championship contender. And you mentioned uh, you mentioned Oklahoma. They've got a test this week at TCU. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, TCU has kind of been another uh, head-scratching team. I mean, they beat Texas and turn around and lose to Iowa State. But, uh, you know, and I don't think Gary Patterson's got a vintage TCU defense this, this year. Uh, but they are capable of, of uh, you know, stepping up and biting you. And, um, Spencer Rattler and that and the Sooners have been inconsistent. Uh, I mean, I think you're seeing 
the growing pains of a of a new quarterback, a young quarterback who's kind of learning on the go. And I mean, it's not all on him either. Oklahoma's defense has has not been good. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, that's another game that'll be really interesting. And, and if you ask me right now who I'm picking, I don't really know. I mean, that's, that's a tough one. <laughs> Switch gears here and talk some high school football. And, and, and Bryce, only only in 2020 with the, with the pandemic would you have a matchup that features the West Trojans at 5-2 and two versus Dallas Madison at 2-0. and oh. A, a difference of five games played. I mean, it, it, it's just mind-boggling to sit there and look. I've, I've stared at this about seven times, and it still doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, you know, Chad asked a question on our podcast this week, on the high school podcast, where he said, um, you know, whenever we get to, like, week nine, we're always dealing with, um, you know, district championship scenarios, playoff scenarios, and, and we always – sort of marvel at how fast it went he said do you have that feeling this year and i said a little bit uh but it's not week nine for everybody <laughs> you know it's week nine for some uh and like you said even teams in the same district have played uh, a different number of games just because of 2020 and pandemic and all that so uh, yeah, I mean, it's so strange to think that, you know, here we are, are in week nine and you have a lot of district championships sort of being wrapped up or already even wrapped up. And then you also have University and Waco High and Midway who are making their district openers, you know. So it's it's a bizarre year. Um, you know, we'll take what we can get. The uh, the Midway Panthers, you mentioned Midway, Midway and Waco High uh, participating uh, in district openers this week. In fact, the Panthers play tonight. The the zone, the zone situation, uh, Bryce, uh, in not exactly what they wanted to do, but certainly it is going to allow them in that zone situation to if they get into a into a situation where games are having to be canceled, at least it gives them the opportunity to to fairly qualify some teams for, for postseason play. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's something that I guess, you know, districts may have done years ago. Um, uh, so it's not entirely unfamiliar. Been a while uh, for a lot of – I guess, you know, you do still see it maybe even in some larger, you know, metro districts that we're not used to covering as much. But – uh, but, yeah, you know, when I was talking with Jeff Hume about it before the season ever started, I was like, explain the zone format for me because I don't – I feel like I've kind of got a handle on it. And so he was explaining it to me. And I thought the best, you know, analogy or phrase that he said was just basically we are rolling out plan B ahead of time and and hoping we don't have to go to plan B and that we can just kind of continue with plan A. But, you know, having plan B be out there at the outset, you know, in case, just in case. And, you know, we've seen, you know, we've seen a lot of uh, having to go to your backup plan this year. So I think it makes sense from that standpoint to, you know, to have uh, a system in place where if someone does have an outbreak of cases that you can easily – you know, navigate that. When, when you, uh, you you mentioned talking to Jeff Hume, where where do you see the Midway Panthers right now? Obviously, a, a very difficult start. 
than uh, a, a loss to South Grand Prairie two weeks ago, but they played much better. So as they head into this district game against against uh, Mansfield tonight, where, where do you see the Panthers right now? I mean, obviously, I think they made some progress. Uh, and so that's, you know, you always talk to these coaches, and that's one thing they want to see is improvement week to week. Obviously, they've had some time to prepare for this uh, district opener with a bye week last week. So you would expect similar progress. I think you've got to see Midway, um, you know, some playmakers maybe emerge a little bit more. Um, and, and and so I think as the season progresses, I mean, I think Midway's identity is still just a little bit unclear. Um, and, and we're going to see it develop over, over the course of district play. But yeah, they made they made progress. I mean, they played a really really tough Westlake team to start out, and obviously, you know, took it on the chin in a big way. But then, you know, made progress in that South Grand Prairie game, have a chance to win it, and then now, you know, you've had two weeks to to prepare for your district opener, and and you would expect them to come out and and you know look pretty sharp. All right, so after last week, it, it looks like you probably have got District 11-3A all figured out. So what where do you got there? Who's going where? <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a mess. Uh, you know, that one is just fun. I mean, I don't know how yeah. else you could describe it because it's, uh, it, you know, it, you, you really – it's such a cliche every year. They, you have coaches who say – Oh, anybody can beat anybody, and you, and you kind of can't help but roll your eyes just a little <laughs> bit, you know, because we've yeah. we've heard that so much. Uh, in that district, it's legit. <laughs> I mean, obviously Caldwell sitting there at at zero and three in the district, um, but um, you know everyone else, I would say, and you're talking about uh, you know six other teams there. Um, they've all shown the ability to rise up and beat somebody else in that district and every one of them right now of those other teams has has two two wins uh they they don't all have the same number of losses because again it's 2020 and they haven't all played the same number of games but as far as who's going to emerge i feel like Lorena is sort of starting to make that surge a little bit that we've seen from ray biles teams before uh, I mean, you're talking about a pretty impressive win last week over McGregor because I think everyone thought that game might be a little bit closer, and it turned out to be a, a palindrome. Did you know what a palindrome is? 41-14. Uh, you know, same score forwards and backwards or something like that. So uh, <laughs> You've got too much free time on your hands, brother. <laughs> <laughs> they used to say that at Lady Bear games when they'd be winning like – 61 to 16 with Brittany Griner and all the, the band would be going, oh. <laughs> I always thought that was pretty clever. You know, we, we've, we've talked about it a million times, but it, it's true. If you're a player or a coach in that district, it's, it's a nightmare. But for us as fans and, and, and folks that are just watching this league from, from the, the outside looking in, this is as entertaining as it gets. Yeah, I mean, every game is, you know, seemingly coming down to the wire. You do have some blowouts, like I mentioned, that, that are surprising because you kind of expect them all to come down to the wire. Uh, you know, Troy and Cameron played an overtime game last week that ended up being 21-20. I mean, that's sort of just a head-scratcher there. 
but um, yeah, what you think is going to happen uh, very, very seldom does happen. You know, I mean, it's just it's a it's a wild, wild district. All right, Bryce, we're up against the clock. Where, where are you guys going this week? Uh, what what games are, are getting uh, are getting covered? Well, certainly we'll be at the uh, the midway game tonight, and then um, you know we've uh, got Waco High and Duncanville on uh, on Friday night. That should be a, a pretty good one. I mean, to me, the the game we didn't really talk about, but uh, maybe game of the week is this Crawford Bosqueville mm-hmm. um, one that we, I think uh, we've kind of been anticipating for several weeks. And Chad Conine will be at that one, and uh, you know we're at a few others. Um, Riker is playing Arlington Grace Prep, and um, uh, Conley Gatesville is another game we'll be at. So yeah, we'll be we'll be spread around. But uh, yeah, that that Crawford Bosfield game should be a fun one. So tomorrow in the paper we'll have the previews and the picks. Correct. That's right. Try to try to avoid those picks. You know, don't give us too much crap. <laughs> Bryce, thanks. <laughs> have a great day. We'll see you soon. That's Bryce Cherry, the Waco Tribute Herald.